0: you're listening to 50 Percent facts
1: the show where we try to answer specific questions on an individual topic and then at the end we bring in an expert to give you the real answers i'm jim mcdonald and i'm mike farr welcome to our show I'm so freaking busy. I feel bad. And this sounds like this is more than first world problems. This is lucky boy in the first world problems that we do. So I do so much right now that like I neglect a lot and Instagram is being neglected. I'm sorry for those out there on Instagram. I feel like I used to be funny on Instagram story and I used to make content for my Instagram story, but I'm either talking to a microphone, talking to a camera, or I'm talking to my live stream setup. Mm -hmm. And so like I can't story things.
0: Yeah, cuz yeah. I'm busy
1: doing the content things and then when I'm done with that I literally uh, like grab some food and then go lay in bed. I was in bed last night <laughs> at 8:30 and I I, <laughs> I just laid in bed. I, I I just started watching um old news, so no spoilers or anything. Black Mirror, the first season. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Connor got me onto it. That's good. Wow. Well, it's so this is scary. Connor's fault. We're definitely throwing him out of the bus. Co-producer of this thing uh does all my YouTube yeah. He he's like, yeah, dude, so good. Start just started episode one, and it's about a dude fucking a pig. Yes, and I was like, well, this f- is dumb and weird. And he's like, give it another chance, and then I watched another one, um, and it was too gory, just like like it literally felt like Saw to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, well, this is dumb too. And then I haven't watched it for that was probably three years ago, okay. two years ago. Yeah. So then, uh, but then everyone said some people said they took those episodes off actually. Oh, some of them might be off. I think some of those got removed. So then the ones I've been watching are more like a psycho thriller or like a a social statement. Um, And those I can get down with. The one was uh, uh, last night. I literally did go to bed at 8.30. The dating app one, I don't think it's a new season. Is that the old one, Connor? No, it's a dating app, and we each have a thing, and it tells you like you're on table three with Steffi, and you go to table three, and there's some girl there because she got a message saying you're uh-huh. on table three with Mike, and then and then and then you can press the button, and it tells you when your relationship is expired. Uh, and so you at the same time we press the button and it says like three months like alright some of them say 12 hours so it's like a one night hookup and then some of them say like five years and then some I think you um, oh, the more crazy. I don't want to give the real spoiler because it is a good episode um, but th- th- there's other ways or maybe not a twist on how mm-hmm. you find your true love but this company in the future uh-huh. uh, says that 99.9% of you will find your true love through this process and there, it's taking information from your dates it's taking information oh, every, from all the, everyone you go on everything okay. you do yeah. it, it, it knows you. I think it knows how you eat. It knows all these things A little about Westworldy. you. Westworldy. Ah, uh, very Westworldy. Yeah, yeah. uh, but so like that's really good, and people aren't like ripping their thumb off in front of me.
0: And that's what I do all night. So I create all this content, and then I go to bed. The Star Trek themed one or semi-themed one from the last season. Uh, oh, so
1: that's the season I'm watching. That is nuts. Yeah, yeah. That but that's like psycho Thriller. So good. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, talking about so like good. the billionaire basically made his own video game and shoves people in it. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I watched that last night. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, really That's good. really good. Really 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 good. Yeah, all those are really good. I love all that. But it, it must have been the season before that that just was like the pig and too gruesome. First awesome. season was the pig. Yeah, the concepts are great and I like that but I just don't I don't want to watch Isn't it The Saw isn't that known for like the show so, people cutting people's arms off like slowly? Yeah, and, right.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That where People are given a choice between basically dying and then mutilating themselves yeah, or somebody yeah, else yeah, or yeah. Not that I have seen those. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm talking about the genre. Gore, gore porn.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I'm not a gore porn I'm guy. I'm not either. I don't uh, one of my best friends, he's a nurse now, which bless his heart. But like he he's like into that. Like he's into like not like into it, into it. don't give me quota one. <laughs> not into it, but uh like he doesn't mind seeing someone's arm snapped in two with the bone oh, moving around. Yeah. In real life, or a thing, and then, like I don't mind it if it's in like a game of thrones and some dude's just getting yacked and they're mm-hmm. moving on, but I don't like it when it's a close up
0: and you're just seeing like that's not what I'm into. My wife turns her head from Game of Thrones and she's been a nurse for a long time. That's pretty time. funny, yeah. She's like, Oh, oh, I oh, don't see that, you see that there. That is pretty funny. There. I wonder
1: if it has something to do with her. From she sees results of accidents, she doesn't yeah, see a knife sees, going into an yeah, arm, yeah,
0: yeah. She sees a lot of worst case scenarios, you know? but but only the end. Yeah, right, right. You she's don't not seeing it happening. Yeah,
1: she's not seeing it happening, so yeah. maybe the happening messes her up, but the result doesn't bug her. I'm sure that that's probably the yeah. case. Yeah, well, all of it kind of bugs me. Actually, I don't know, because I've been in person, nothing too gruesome, but like sports stuff. I was like... You know, like a kid would dislocate his shoulder, and like it looks gross. You know, and he's
0: screaming. screaming yeah, I have a real problem with any sort of mutilation-looking. thing. Yeah, I don't something.
1: love it, but like in a game situation, like I can be calm. Like, all right, dude. Yeah, all right. And he's not, in
0: my head. He's not all right. His shoulder's way out of place. So, but I can kind of be that guy. I, I can give. I can tell you a longitudinal story. When my my older son was uh, seven, he fell off of monkey bars at one of the local parks, and. It, they were pretty high for whatever reason. It was just like bark below, and as he was following, he he put his arm behind him to catch himself. Yeah, and he broke both the bones in his uh, near his wrist. Yeah, the, the both the big bones, but near his wrist, and so his arm was a funny shape. It was like they they call it an S shape, where both the bones are collapsed. And everything. anyway, uh, freaked me the fuck. Yeah, out. I, I I had trouble like. Moderating my speed in the car on the way to the hospital, and or, it's your kid, and it's my kid. That's a little different. Well, but see, <laughs> hang with me here. And then um, uh, they had to set it in the in the ER. This doctor is like, he's an old ortho orthopedic surgeon guy and he's like yeah we could take it to surgery but i think if i can just do this we can spare him the surgery and so they give him they give him drugs to make him not remember what happens and then they said it and it was gruesome and i had to sit on the floor because i was going to pass out and then flash forward to his son when his son was born he had a lot of um, uh, health problems he actually like he pooped into the amniotic fluid and then got in, into his lungs so when he was born oh, his lungs had junk in them, and, and he was having trouble breathing and so he was on a ventilator and all this stuff for for 16 days something yeah. like that. Yikes. Along the way every, I mean it was really scared he had a pretty pretty good chance of not making it through that. Yeah. Uh, but one one of the days that he was in the ICU and I was in there with him they're like oh we need to change his um, his IV and little babies they run it in their in their head because their that. head is not closed, and so they can get to those those vessels. I'm like, we need to change this. It's like, are you going to have a problem with it? Are you going to be? Is it going to make you sick to your stomach? And I'm like, no, I think I'll be okay. And then it was completely fascinating to me. Oh, it was, and it, and it should have freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Probably my grandkid, so I should be, you know. But I, I. It was interesting and I had a conversation with the nurse the whole time it was going yeah. on. It was great. I like I I I understood a lot of what she was doing and then I got the explanation yeah. of everything else. And it was awesome. I can't I, do that stuff. Yeah, well, I didn't think I would ever get to that point, but I did. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't
1: get cuz I was going to I was thinking about being a fireman before I got into whatever career it is I didn't <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever this I is. I can't now. explain, yeah. Uh and they obviously deal with People think they're only hacking down for good fires. You're obviously dealing yeah. with a lot of emergency calls, injuries, right. et cetera. Right. Um,
0: Most of what they do is not fires. Yeah. And I
1: think I could handle it. Because when you're driving and the siren's going, I think I would my adrenaline kick up and then yeah. I can do anything. Um, It's just when it, like if it happened right now, I probably couldn't deal with it. <laughs> 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 then, because there's a difference, like I am adrenaline and then I get exposed, or I get exposed that causes the adrenaline and then now I probably get uh, flush a, and pass out. Have trouble. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the gruesomeness it. started. I think it was the shows and things I was watching, but the health that you brought up, that, that was a thing. I, I still do it sometimes on my Instagram story, and people ask me, they're like, what the hell does that mean? Like, bro, I'm just saying health, dumb. Like, that's all. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But yeah, I used to use Instagram more. I, I use it a good amount still, but not as much as I used to. But today's topic, health. Health. Nutritionally. Yes. Versus perhaps performance. Yeah. Nutritionally. In terms versus, of diet. Yeah, in terms of diet and how you eat. and and And, and then also perhaps versus aesthetics nutritionally, which may be a whole different realm they may overlap my not so professional kind of professional opinion uh is that a lot of times they will overlap um i think there's strategies that high level bodybuilders use um to get very very lean Um, majority of bodybuilding still although some of you may be beyond this niche and unaware but the majority of it is still uses performance-enhancing trucks. Uh, yeah. We're all in a niche, and so we know a lot of natural yeah. bodybuilders, and so you think it's maybe more even than it is, but... Majority at, of folks. At
0: the state that we are at now, we know more natural bodybuilders right. than not. That was not always the case for me. No,
1: and I still think in the scheme, if you go to magazines and you yeah. go to Instagram and you go to pop culture. Same with powerlifters.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, but no, in the I'm scheme I know a lot more tested ones now than, than I did before. Anyway. But
1: if you if you if you surveyed the scheme of them, there's probably still more that use drugs that don't. Probably. Um, especially in bodybuilding, powerlifting, you may have an argument, but bodybuilding for sure, there's more people that use drugs that don't. And so this affects the scheme mm. of, of their nutritional, uh, uh strategies. And mm-hmm. so, uh, based on that, I think that those folks, um, and obviously getting to an extreme leanness so that you see freaking every vein in your body is not healthy, but the overall strategy that a smart, natural or not natural bodybuilder may use, I think can, Go along with uh, health guidelines Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, you're controlling your calorie intake. uh, You're eating a good amount of vegetables and fruits. Um, I've worked closely with uh, both uh, Alberto Nunez and Eric Helms on projects, on advice for myself and on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric Helms, who we had on here, PhD, nutritional science, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, A lot of those basic, uh, Lay Norton, a lot of the basic things they tell you are, you know, get control of your calories. Get a serving of two of vegetables a day, serving two of fruit a day, mm-hmm. and then hit your macros after that. Um, and I think that is a really good balance of health, both physically and mentally, which I think are the. Uh, I guess we need to define health too, because feeling good, some part of it. Uh, some people may argue longevity is not a part of it. Uh, some <laughs> yeah, people may not want right. to live yeah. long. Right? Yeah. Uh, you rather just live good and then die. Yeah. Um, longevity may be a different diet as well, and that's hopefully why we're going to get Jason on here to explain it to us. But uh, for me, I want to feel good. I want to perform the activities. I want to perform daily or exercise uh, and feel good doing those. Um, and then and then my mental health, uh, to, to be able to snag on some pizza, to have a beer, uh, not stress about it internally or externally, mm-hmm. and not look like shit before or after, mm-hmm. be in control of how I want to look and feel. So um, those are the factors for me. And I think for me, whatever it is, I've found my balance where I got some little abs popping out. I feel good about how I look. Mm. I can perform enough. I'm lifting five times a week. My numbers are going up. I'm feeling more muscular. I'm allowed to go to a baseball game last weekend, have a beer, not stress about it mentally, wake up the next day, not feel like shit, not look like shit, uh, control the cravings by having some pizza, having a burger, whatever it might be, uh, and
0: still kind of maintain the overall arching goal of where I'm going. I think that Maybe the thing that we're really getting at here is people using what they're trying to do for performance as an excuse to eat a particular way. Unhealthy. Unhealthy. Arguably. Right. Mostly like I need to gain weight for whatever. Weight class, muscle, football to make the football team. And and unfortunately, like, we see a lot of uh, weight class athletes who are trying to fill out a weight class, and at the last or you know, eventually they get to the point that they're bumping the weight class, and then they're trying to cut back down yeah. to the what weight class cut? or the weight class below
1: that. UFCs have been a big thing on yeah. water cuts lately. Uh, there's a big thing actually on our friend uh, Cynthia Cavigio who uh, won her fight, but she didn't make. She won her last two fights. Shout out to Cynthia, but she almost didn't make weight on one of them and yeah. looked pretty not good at weights. Yeah. And
0: so it caused a big rustle in the community. Yeah. And I just so we've known a lot of people who justified their their diet by saying that they were trying to, to gain weight or it didn't matter yeah. because they needed to be heavy or whatever. And and I just from a, there still has to be a health consideration there, sure. right?
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, for us, it is obviously very apparent because we've been in powerlifting, like, yeah, bulk mode, bro, going up weight class. But yeah. I think it's uh, more common than that, even like the football kid. Like, kid's yeah. 5'8", 150, a junior in high school, and he wants to play linebacker. Coach says, well, yeah, if you're 175, I'll get you there. And the kid's just drinking milk and whatever all day to it's get suddenly there. suddenly dirty bulk all yeah. over the place. and the kid yeah. doesn't even know about those things. He just knows if I eat more, I'll get there. Right. Um, and then I wonder, you know, long-term effects of that. Like, I think where you're heading, uh, is there an effect of – gaining 10 pounds in a year, good, bad, whatever, is there a health effect of even the amount of muscle? You know, I I imagine uh, this might be a hair beyond the scope of Jason. Uh, He's really good with nutrition and diet, but now we're talking longevity, health, doctor-y things. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll converse with him about it. But um, holding too much muscle. And obviously it's hard to dictate because a lot of the – you know, young deaths that happen in the fitness industry may be um, correlated with performance-enhancing drugs and lifestyle. I haven't heard about it that much in what I would assume is a natural athlete, but is holding too much muscle. Perhaps unhealthy as well. Hypothetically, let's say you could get to just, yeah, three, too, much body just too much shit. Just too much shit. Just too much body weight, period. Yeah. It's real. I've, I don't know if I've seen them 300 pounds, lean, shredded, natural athlete. Don't think they exist, but hypothetically, let's say yeah, they do. Yeah, natural? No. I yeah. don't think so. But so let's say hypothetically it does, that's probably still just too much mass. Um, where obviously it's apparent holding too much mass of fat is yeah, unhealthy. Not good. And how holding too much muscle, what seems to be with performance enhancing drugs, by just one thousand percent observational seems to be unhealthy as well for a long yeah. period of time. I wonder what that period of time is that you can dirty bulk gain some weight rapidly and maybe not affect. You know, from twenty to twenty five, can you just do not give a fuck from t- age twenty to twenty five? Clean it up at twenty six and live a long healthy life,
0: or are you setting yourself up to to have weight problems for the rest of your life? Or or, or did or did that little bit of damage
1: cause some kind of long term? Yeah. I don't want to say cancer, but who knows what onto that person. And then and then what does the diet look like? Because, you know, uh, the, the, the USA and what they're telling you to eat, uh, you know, by, by governmental guidelines mm-hmm. uh, say there's a minimum requirement of each vitamin, mineral, et cetera, et, mm-hmm. et cetera. And you could probably get that fairly easy. Sadly, most Americans probably don't because I think still uh, we have a large obesity problem. I haven't looked at the stats yeah, lately, but I imagine problem, it's yeah. real bad. And I imagine people are eating... Not many veggies and fruits. A lot of people aren't having family dinners. Mm-hmm. I was super lucky that my mom cooked and my dad cooked. Mm-hmm. And so depending on their schedule, someone's cooking dinner. And every night it was some kind of protein. I, I, I didn't even know it, but, like, they set me up for success in a lot of ways. I probably ate too many snacks as a kid. But a lot of ways, every dinner was some kind of protein, some kind of carb, a potato, a rice, and then some kind of veggie every single night um, for 17, 18 years of my life. So uh, in that stance, I was really lucky. I don't think majority of America gets that.
0: Uh, we have a kind of a rule at home, and we sort of all, have always had it. you got to have at least three different colors on your
1: plate. Yeah, I've heard that, too. And it's a great thing because I've done it, and obviously it's meals, not days worth of food. But I right. look down, and I'm like, shit, everything's yellow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got exactly. some French fries. I got some fried chicken, and I got a fucking burger next to it. You know, like, fuck, it's going to taste good, but this doesn't make much sense. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's talk to Jason and see if he can actually sort any of this out for us. I think we've thrown a lot of things at the wall. Hopefully something stuck. We'll converse about something. <laughs> right after this message about our sponsor for this episode, Green Chef. Memory Lane. Memory
1: Lane. Uh, my, before po- podcasting. Even. Before podcasting. I didn't know it was before podcasting, but uh, Jim approached me, Robot, and Ryan Cove, Two of my oldest training partners for a cooking show. Yep. So if you guys want to go down weird memory lanes, the first project, I guess, besides Jim just filming me in the gym or interviewing me about lifting weights, was a cooking show. And I don't cook. I don't have a lot of talent. Actually, I can cook. I'm not a chef. Yeah. I can throw down some meat and some uh, sides. But not like a flambe or- yeah
0: so the premise of the show was kind of like anybody can learn to cook it's not that complicated right and okay. that's
1: also what uh this show was actually brought to you by green chef which makes it super easy to cook again i cannot cook connor who helps produce this show and lives with me he's got some chops but he's no chef either uh and he whipped these things up uh how green chef works is basically it lets you choose from a wide variety easy to follow lifestyle and or greeni- ingredients, and it sends you everything all bundled up, ready to cook. Um, they're quick, they're easy, they're step-by-step instructions, there's some tips in there, there's a photo guide, it's literally easier than putting IKEA together, they go step-by-step for you. Expert chefs design flavorful recipes uh, that go with your lifestyle and beyond just normal stuff, it's not just chicken, rice, it's like real recipes, taste super good, it's diverse, meal plans with tons of different options uh, for week-to-week depending on what you enjoy and what uh, allows you to stick to your goals. Enjoy. Clean ingredients you can trust, seasonally sourced for peak freshness.
0: People wonder, like, what's different about this one? Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company. And the thing is, I don't think I've seen any other meal plan that offered so many different options. They've got um, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, which is fish for y'all. Uh, Mediterranean, which is most of my diet. It's pretty Mediterranean most of the time. Heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. Omnivore meaning you'll eat anything, which is also me some of the time. Uh, like Jim said, there's so many different varieties in the type of packages or meals
1: that you choose. Uh, there's something for everyone. Uh, it's easy to eat well and discover new recipes every single week, trying new foods, new styles. You can switch it up, your meal plan, whenever you're ready to try a new one. Uh, Green Chef, wide variety, high quality. Again, super clean ingredients. They all tasted super fresh. Connor and I went with Omnivore, yeah. um, one of the, 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 the best meals that he that he chopped up real quick. I was actually just working, and he surprised me. Like, like the best roommate you could ask walked <laughs> upstairs with a soft sausage pizza. Super good. Uh, I don't know necessarily what the calories are. They're probably a little bit higher, but lower than normal calories of a pizza. Uh, Mm -hmm. And tasted great. Tasted great. Everything tasted homemade, home fresh. The dough tasted like Connor made it, even though he didn't. Uh, (laughs) But it didn't taste like super oily or anything. So it was was, uh, delicious.
0: Yeah, we were on vacation uh, when my box came in. So last night was the first chance that I had to, to dive into it. We had the... Uh, portobello gyros with tzatziki, and it was it was delicious. It was really good. The, um, uh, the bread, the uh, pita bread was great. And, you know, when it comes in a package and you throw in the oven, and, and the rest of it requires a little bit of prep, but it's not difficult. No part of it is difficult. If you have pretty basic kitchen stuff, you can put it together. Bada boom, bada bang. If you guys want to try it out, we got $50 off your
1: first Green Chef box. Go to greenchef.us slash facts F A C T S and you'll get fifty dollars off. Again, that's greenchef.us slash F A C T
0: S. Check it out. Facts. Well speaking of performance and and uh and health and all of that stuff, um actually our topic is about uh dieting for performance versus dieting for health general health mm-hmm. and maybe we, before we get started uh me and jim might have made up some stuff i forgot but maybe you can even give us
1: what your definition of health is because i think everyone's definition of health is maybe different for me i i yeah. kind of said like you know i'm not trying to live to 120 and have the last 40 years suck for me health personally is like kind of feel good no disease yep. no no injury uh look good enough live long enough sure. but not sure. get fucked up where i think some people might want to live forever uh, despite going, you know, I don't want to have surgeries. Well, I, I don't want any of I that. I think
2: it's, I think it's important that like, we just create that clarification. I mean, I think that when we talk about longevity, you know, what is longevity to you? I'm like you, I don't want to live to be 110 years old with somebody changing my diapers for the yeah. last 20 years of my life. Like, that's not what I want. Like a life, you know, longevity for me is I want to wake up with energy. I want to feel good throughout the day. I want to be happy doing what I'm doing. And I just want to enjoy every moment. Um, if that means I only live to be 85, I'm totally at peace with that now that's me i don't place that on other people you might come to me and say you want to be 130 years old okay cool let's talk about it yeah yeah um and then performance i, mean, I Tom, think we can Tom all agree Billy is big on that
1: performance i think we can all agree is just uh doing best at whatever task you have basketball powerlifting, whatever it might be so um, yeah i mean
2: it's, it's a very objective thing right like yeah. performance should not be subjective yeah yeah
0: yeah that's a good point and you know a lot of people are just weekend warriors with this kind of stuff too, and so
1: yeah, even they might want to perform a little bit, right? Better. Right?
2: Yeah. So, what are well, I what, think.
1: what are some of the differences uh, in your eyes and nutritional protocols, and yeah, your thoughts?
2: Well, ironically, I mean, at the foundation of everything I do, like so, if you came and you had a consult with me, and we were either on Facetime or we were on, you know, in person here in Scottsdale, I would draw a triangle for you. And at the top point, it would say performance. The bottom left point, it would say aesthetics, and bottom right it would say longevity. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the marker, and you have to place where your goals live inside of that triangle. And the reason I make you do that is because if you put at the very top performance, right, which is what Rich Browning or Matt Frazier would come in and tell me, um, the two you know, two CrossFit Games champions, um, all they give a fuck about is winning the CrossFit Games, like the end. So, you know, they didn't win the Games multiple times for having the best abs or for having the best physique or, or for good blood work markers um like none of that shit was ever taken into account it's a very objective thing either their times or their loads lifted um were the best and and everything they did in their life their training their recovery and their nutrition revolved around that now conversely if you want to live to be 120 years old you you didn't give me the caveat that you want to be 120 years old with abs um you know banging chicks like Hugh Hefner right like living Like, living to be 120 years old is is living to be 120 years old. There's no cosmetic or performance that's going to come with that. In fact, I would argue your pursuit of longevity will be in direct contrast to trying to be the best performance athlete, which is why the the bottom right point of the triangle is maximal distance from the very top of the triangle. Um, And we can bring aesthetics into this conversation as well you know the guys that are trying to achieve peak aesthetics and you know mike you you're friends with like eric and the 3dmj guys yeah ask them how they feel when they get to a you know to a stage number one their performance has taken a hit but their quality of life the way you and i define longevity has also taken a hit it yeah, is it's an extreme awful. um yeah like they have no sex drive they can't get an erection uh they sleep all the time they can't focus like they normally would and so anytime we're looking at the extremes, they're, they're literally going to be as far away from each other as possible. So when I always ask a client, where in this, like, where are you willing to make sacrifices? But if you don't create the understanding on the front end to a client that says they're pursuing longevity, um, that, hey, your pursuit of maximal longevity is going to come with a performance decrement and likely an aesthetic decrement. And, and I think that, like, the, the psychology of understanding what your goals actually are and what your goal is the single most overlooked piece of the dietary world. What's
1: the majority? Does make sense? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think any goal we have, uh, you know, taking CrossFit or powerlifting or Strongman, any goal we have, um, sadly, you know, the law of specificity lies in anything you want to go to and be very, very good at, you're going to have to sacrifice the other. If you want to squat 1,000 pounds, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be able to be the best runner you could be. Could you be an okay runner? Maybe, depending on genetics, training, age, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, I think that's kind of where you're getting with your diet. Like the, I, I, at the risk of being really good at something, you're going to risk being
2: not so good at other things. Absolutely. I mean,
0: most people who to squat a thousand pounds probably. are not going to have the aesthetics of uh, a, an yeah, Alberto exactly. Nunez. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you put Alberto Nunez on stage next to the other five, you know, top natural bodybuilders. They don't ask them what their back squat is, and Alberto's one of the stronger natural bodybuilders. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't fucking get any extra points on stage for having a bigger back squat. If only like he, right? I mean, hey, like he would love that, but unfortunately, he's trying to win something that's the pinnacle of aesthetics, not right. performance or longevity. I mean, if he, you know, they could give Mr. Olympia this year, like rumor has it, Kai Green's going to come back. Kai Green could win the Mr. Olympia and die the next day, he's still going to go down. Down in history as Mr. Olympia they right. didn't like reward him or take away from him for you know whatever use it took to win that mm-hmm. like that's just part of their sport.
0: yeah
1: what do some of those diets maybe look like uh, and, and how similar if, if we just say the person hypothetically um, maybe we'll compare and contrast these three things So we have your triangle example which I like a lot. Let's say they go in each corner right? So they're the extreme of, of longevity, they're the extreme of aesthetics, and they're the extreme of performance. And then somebody else is like dead middle, where all of them kind of matter. How how different, yep. and I know it depends on person, obviously, and the sport, um, and aesthetics is even a, a, a gradient, right? If you want to look like Alberto, where every vein has a vein, or if you just want to look okay on the beach, right? Like, that's way different. And then uh, performance, obviously, is very different, too, if we're talking a marathon runner versus a powerlifter versus a soccer player. But Generally, um, what do maybe some aspects of those diets look like?
2: Yeah, so I'll give you some like some you know, actual examples. When I, uh, when I was at the CrossFit Games two, three years ago, one of the athletes I worked with that year was Travis Mayer. He took 10th in the world. And, you know, when we were there, everyone's like, what do you eat while you're at the Games? It was like the one question everyone wanted to ask me. And I was like, well, he's eating about seven to 800 grams of carbs a day. And dinner is typically like a burger and fries. Cause you got to remember these guys are training four times during the day. Like we don't have time really to get real food in. So mm-hmm. I need calories at night period. And I need something that I've tested that he can actually wake up tomorrow and train after. Right. So like if, if we've had pizza in the past and he's sluggish the next day, pizza is not a great source, even though it's calorie dense, but we tested like prior to it, that a burger and fries seems to work great. He wakes up the next day. He feels good. Literally like the like he ate everything the same night now. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you as a nutritionist that that's in any way healthy because it's not. Um, But I don't give a fuck about health that week. Like I'm paid to do a job, which is make him perform the best and recover the best. And so I'm making sure that he has the fuel and the recovery he needs to be his best. So that's, performance application. Now, do we do that year round? No, that's in season. Um, you know, there's some other different protocols, like, you know, like immediately post CrossFit games, we're going into like a post season, we're looking at hormonal recovery, you know, GI recovery, things like that, things that may have been damaged during the season, but from a a performance application, that's what we're looking at now, you know, in season aesthetics, like let's use a natural bodybuilding competition. We know, you know, calories are going to be bare minimum. Um, you know, you're trying to get to that, skinless kind of look where, you know, veins have veins. And, you know, and even for people that are trying to just look good on the beach, they're probably taking their calories to the lowest point that they will consume in the course of their life, you know, because that might be the the pinnacle of what they're trying to achieve. So it's there's no way that being in a significant deficit is going to make you perform better in the gym. There's also no way that being in a significant deficit is going to make you feel your best you know you're not going to have the cognitive function you're not going to have the mood stability you're not going to have the sex drive like those are just things that you have to get ready for um and then obviously on the longevity piece you know the application just becomes controlling inflammation controlling stress so you know in in the from a food application in a performance it's going to be calories and then understanding the fuel substrate of your activity so for most athletes, uh, it's going to be carbohydrate because most uh, sports come down to being glycolytic. Uh, so maximum amounts of carbohydrate, regardless of what the aesthetic or longevity effect is there. Um, in the bodybuilding world, it's going to be understanding your own unique physiology. You know, are you somebody that needs slightly more protein, less carbohydrate, you know, less fat? Are you somebody that needs a ketogenic diet? Um, are you, you know, because of lifestyle preferences, you know, vegan, but you know, whatever it is, it's really about calorie and macronutrient control there. And then in longevity, uh, you know, the two diets that are often used there and full transparency, I don't work with a ton of people that come to me that say, I want to be 120 years old. So I rarely am creating applications there. Uh, but you know, research tells us, you know, a ketogenic or a plant-based approach are probably going to be our best bets.
1: Well, that was a. You
0: just wrote a book. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, dude. Ironically, like that's the. But I wish that was more understood, right? Yeah. So the person in the middle. The, I actually will call it bullshit. Anyone that says they want to be in the middle, I think most people operate in the middle right now in their life. Yeah. And so, if they're coming to me for help, it's because they have a desire to move out of the middle towards one of these points. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think people that claim they want this balance are are actually full of shit. Um, because I've I've never at like, I mean, I've drawn this triangle for thousands of people now and, and I've never had somebody do that yeah. um, because, you know, that's, that's kind of status quo and, and very few people are, are wanting to be status quo.
1: Yeah. I think the only status quo well, something I've uh, learned as I've aged, uh, instead of like getting mad at anybody or like confused, I just say like, nah, they're dumb. And so like people <laughs> that are just like stuck it's like they're, and this works here because they're like, nah, they're probably just too stupid. They didn't think about it. They haven't even th- given a thought about their self. You know, like they have yeah. no self-awareness and they're just dumb, so they don't even really care what's going on, and they're just kind of moseying through life. Which, hey, power to you, dumb people. Sometimes I've t- I've also told myself I'm not no genius, but I wish I was dumber, because then I just wouldn't care as much about anything. You know, you don't care
0: when you're dumb. You don't care how you look when you're dumb. You don't care if you die when you're dumb. You don't care if you perform good. You
2: just kind of cruise.
0: I'm not going to worry about losing audience over that because nobody who's actually dumb thinks they're dumb.
1: So. No, you guys are all so smart. Thanks for listening.
2: <laughs> if you're listening right now, it's because you're smart. You are not in the dumb <laughs> <laughs> um, no, about, I, I'm so like a food,
1: you you, you broke it up pretty good. Like I, go ahead. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, you broke it up pretty good. So kind of overall calories uh, and how to get those in during a performance time, carbs obviously being kind of an emphasis, aesthetic, kind of a macronutrient breakdown, like you said, and a calorie deficit depending if you're trying to be a bodybuilder, et cetera, et cetera. Lifelong, perhaps keto, perhaps vegan. But the food choices potentially could be very similar through the three. Sure. Right? Like you could still have chicken and broccoli and a potato yeah. when you're dieting, chicken, broccoli, and potato maybe when you're trying to be just generally healthy, chicken, broccoli, and potato when you're trying to perform. It's just the amounts and maybe well, the leniency I, I in would between. Argue
2: that the, yeah, I would argue that the quantities necessary to perform at the highest level are, are rarely going to be met with quote unquote, like quality foods, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, again, right, we're looking seven, 800 grams of carbs a day for your top performing athletes. And when you're training three, four times a day, how the hell are you going to get that much chicken and potato? In? Yeah, yeah, that's why um, there's
1: Gatorade and who knows what else.
2: Right, right. And I'm a big fan when I'm working with clients on understanding the nervous system and, and the nervous system response to training Um, Because we're starting to see a lot of correlation, CNS, HPA axis, and a lot of the issues we're seeing with people's inability to create transformation or performance increase are HPA axis related. Uh, That's just relative to the last awful 10 to 15 dietary years that we've had as a culture. Um, so I am a big fan inside of all these protocols really around controlling the nervous system and, and making sure that there's no metabolic adaptations occurring. But yeah, from a food source perspective, uh, I mean, you can, you know, on the pinnacle of aesthetics, we joked earlier that sugar's the devil. Like there's zero research that says any amount of sugar inside, as, as long as you have the appropriate amounts of proteins, carbohydrates, fiber, and fat. There is no research that tells us any amount of sugar will not get you to where you want to be physique-wise. Um, and there's a lot of fucking college kids that have done IIFYM that can validate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, now, but then we take that same approach and we look at somebody that's competing and it's like, hey, maybe you have a really high sugar meal or half before you train you have some reactive hypoglycemia during training. Is that going to affect you? Well, I would argue yes, it absolutely is. So, food choice, in my opinion, becomes more important in the performance and longevity realms than it does in the aesthetics. Um, you know, data shows us that in the aesthetics, it is not at all what you eat, it's how much, uh, with the caveat that you have to hit you know, calories, proteins, carbs, fiber, and fat.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense
0: to me. Yeah, it does to me too.
2: I mean, really, when we, when we talk about it, like how so many people. Because of the fucking zealotry that's out there, they want to overcomplicate this shit.
0: Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. Well, yeah. People people make money selling products that over overcompensate uh, over uh, over. what's the word Complicate. Complicate. They Thank probably you. overcompensate as well.
1: The
2: similar yeah, type too. Well, that's that's why I'm poor. That's why I'm poor, man. <laughs> yeah. Nothing I sell is nothing I sell is sexy. Um, you know, I I, I speak the truth, and and the, the truth is rarely sexy in the dietary world. So maybe if I came up with something like the carnivore diet, like I would be a lot richer than I am. But I just wouldn't have the ethical uh, ability to, to live with myself. My longevity would, would take a hit. Well, Mike's
0: going to get really rich with uh, tequila and broccoli. Tequila and you're not dumb. Right. Follow me.
2: <laughs> I'm not dumb so I will follow you that's, there we go that's my new ebook too New
1: yeah. York best seller
2: <laughs> you're not dumb dude your next ebook should definitely be you're not dumb I'm coming I'm coming to the top Oprah you put bought, me on your list you bought this book because you're not dumb
1: <laughs> uh, appreciate you taking the time man for all three of these episodes uh, where can people find you
2: yeah dude. Yeah, bro um, I would love to have people just you know connect and ask any questions on Instagram at Jason Phillips underscore im3 Or just reach out to the company, im3nutrition.com. We're always taking on new clients if that's something you're looking for. Cool, man. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your
1: uh, day. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk
0: to us, and uh, I'll be in touch soon.
2: Sounds good, brother. I look forward to it, man. All
0: right. He's selling Mike with two Ks. I am at the Jim McD. The show is 50% facts for percentage of word. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Jason.